How are you? <laughs> Welcome back to another week of the College Voter Podcast. Thanks so hey, much Megan. for having us. Hello? Hello, Megan. Hello, how are you? Good. What about yourself? I'm doing good. Um, midterms are over, so I'm much better. <laughs> Less stressed. Less stress. Yeah, we love that. This is midterm season for all the listeners who don't know. And it is probably one of the most stressful weeks college students will ever face. Yeah, (laughs) basically. It's very true. My first midterm season was, that was scary. It was a woozy. Definitely. It was like, I feel like it went over my head a little bit. You coasted. Like it was so fast. Yeah, it went by so fast. In the thick of it, it's hard, and then you coast through it, and it's and it's done. And then you'll have another one in like two weeks. No, no. Right. That's the beauty of college, right? Is that you're never done with exams. You're never done. So while we're also all taking midterms, have you guys had the chance to see the Senate confirmation hearings for Miss Amy Barrett? I have been keeping up with the confirmation hearings um, and closely monitoring basically what Amy's all about, because at first, I feel like a lot of us didn't know who she was. Um, So it's interesting to see exactly what she stands for. What are your two cents on it? Personally, I don't. Constitutionally, yes, this can happen, but the American people should be allowed to decide who they want to be the next, you know, who they want um, to serve on the Supreme Court. And if people, I mean, a lot of people have come out in opposition from to this, and that just says a lot. Personally, I don't think this appointment should go through quite yet. Catherine, what are your thoughts? Um, I have been keeping track. I've been watching, um, you know, break on breaks from my midterm studying. And it's interesting because she's extremely qualified. I'm not talking, you know, in any political sense. I'm just talking straight out. She's very qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. She, I mean, even like, I think there were, there were the board, was it the, the board of, what is that board? Oh my gosh. It's like the, <laughs> the lawyer board. It's, it's not coming to my head. I'm having a tip of the tongue moment. The American Bar Association? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think she's been doing a great job in the hearings as far as being very neutral, because that's what you're supposed to do while you're in the hearings. You're not supposed to say any explicit opinion uh, politically, but I think that you know, there, there's always going to be disagreement on different court appointments. Um, mm-hmm. And not everyone's going to like the court appointments, but that's why we have this process. And it is an extensive process. It's not like this week she's going to be appointed. That's it. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to take much longer than that. I will say, though, it's been very fast-tracked, this whole Senate confirmation hearing. I think RBG died, I think, a month ago now. And within this month, she's already on day three, day four of confirmation hearings. 
in addition to everything else going on as well, it's like you would think that once Trump was diagnosed with COVID and was placed in the hospital, that maybe things would slow down. But no, they only ramped up. Yeah. Because he has to get this done. She has to get through the confirmation hearing by the time November rolls around, which I believe is in, what, 18 days? 15 days? It's in 18 days, the election. It's exactly 18 days. Um, And I, I think for me, I think what bothers me the most is the fact that all of this is so political. The fact that we can't even, like, this appointment is just, because it's Trump, a lot of people don't like the appointment. And obviously, Amy Co- Bar- uh, Barrett's, like, uh, her her political opinions, especially on the topics of abortion, a lot of people disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that in the Supreme Court, they are supposed to be partial about um, certain circumstances. And even the topic of Scalia came up. And she even said that, look, I'm not Scalia. Um, I'm not going to make the same decisions as Scalia did. And I think that's absolutely a good point to make because she is a woman, first of all. Mm -hmm. She's a younger person than Scalia was on the Supreme Court. Um, And yeah, I think, I don't know. I'm trying to stay neutral on this podcast, but I think that we should kind of just give her a chance through the hearings and if something comes up that's unethical then we'll obviously take a look at it so she was nominated for the seventh circuit am i correct yes 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 so the reason why and the reason why she's been compared to scalia so often is because a lot of the opinions that they've ruled upon have been congruent with one another Mm -hmm. so though i agree with you catherine that she is her own person, and especially as a female, that's an important distinction to make. It's difficult to disconnect the two of them when they're so aligned mm-hmm. in thought process. You know, I'd like to just kind of jump in here and say, I mean, obviously, there's this connection to Scalia, but I think it's important to also compare her to the seat that she's filling, and she is filling Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. So if she's confirmed, and I'm not saying that she won't be, she is an extremely qualified woman with um, amazing credentials. And so I'm not questioning the validity of her accomplishments at all whatsoever. Um, But Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg made a mark as a strong supporter of reproductive freedom. We know this. She consistently voted against state enroachments on Roe v. Wade. And she was a huge critic of Chief Justice John Roberts' role in the blockbuster case that essentially upheld the Affordable Care Act in 2012. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Judge Barrett is likely to give a lot the law's opponent a very sympathetic hearing in the case pending before the court. But by contrast, Justice Ginsburg was a strong voice and a critical vote in support of the Affordable Care Act. And when we talk about gun rights, which is another big issue when we talk about um, both yeah. Barrett and Ginsburg, she says Ginsburg sustained regulations, whereas Barrett has questioned the constitutionality of categorical bans on gun ownership by felons. So there's just, while I'm not saying that she is not a strong female figure, Justice Ginsburg was just in a very different category. And someone who fills her seat has some big shoes to fill. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that goes for anyone who attempts to fill Ginsburg, Justice Ginsburg's, mm-hmm. uh, Ginsburg's seat, because she was truly a remarkable woman. Um, doesn't matter who, what political affiliation you are, Justice Ginsburg was one of the most influential women ever. Um, she was a trailblazer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think there is going to be criticism of Amy Coney Barrett, no matter what, um, but especially because she is filling or she's not even filling this role. It's just taking the, the, the spot, but it's no one can ever fill the role of Justice Ginsburg. And she's made a point to say that as well. It's not like she's unaware of the circumstances. And it's something that I appreciate, especially given their difference of political parties to a near extreme even. And the things that Amy Barrett has also said, which gives me some hope, is that justices should not be the ones making policy. They should rather uphold the Constitution in whichever way they see fit. She is an originalist, um, which I think, you know, some of the the justices have not been originalists. Some have tried to, you know, make laws change policy. Um, and, you know, I think there's a big difference in the courts and even like the political ideology there's the originalists who stand by the constitution as it was wrote versus um, the people who want to change the constitution. Yeah, well, is it changing the constitution or is it viewing the constitution as outdated? Exactly, so it's those two Mm -hmm. thoughts that are separate, but they're very different. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I think it's interesting that you talk about changing the Constitution because a lot of the times when you hear people talk about constitutional law and the history behind the Constitution, everybody interprets these uh, it, these cases, especially landmark cases like Marbury v. Madison, Roe v. Wade, uh, Brown v. Board of Education. Everyone interprets these cases in their own way. So it's really interesting to see how each justice and each um just person that's into constitutional law interprets these different cases and these different people that are being appointed to the Supreme Court because quite frankly, um, Judge Barrett, Judge Amy, she is highly qualified for this position. And I think the only thing that really stands out for Democrats is the fact that she will likely move the Supreme Court in a principled direction um, and it's going to shift more right. But I don't really think that should be a large concern during this time. There's a lot more important issues than this appointment. And the polarization of this country too is a big issue. I mean, if we're talking, if we're speaking about polarization and actually how this country is heading, I don't think Democrats should be concerned at all. Um, because if you think about what's happening in this country, we're taking a turn to the left for sure. Um, And so I don't think this appointment will really change a ton. Well, how can you not be concerned, though? Like, even if you are a Republican, Mm -hmm. even if you're an independent, even if you're a part of the Tea Party, if she gets nominated and it's looking like she will, the courts will shift mindsets for a generation. There is very little denying that unless a large majority of the current Republican-leaning justices passed away within our lifetimes which is possible yeah however for the upcoming future the one that we can see 
that's the way it's going to be. So when a court case like the one in Georgia with the criminalization of abortion goes up the courts and it has that potential to go up to the Supreme Court, that policy would impact our lives for generations to come. So I see the concern, I see the news. But even just like shutting abortion aside, because that's a very hot topic, guns. Megan brought it up earlier. She has previously stated that, I think she was on the dissenting opinion or like the opposing opinion, mm-hmm. that um, well, pretty much what she agreed upon is that ex-felons should have a right to guns. Things of that nature, things of just very conservative Christian as well, mindset potentially being imposed onto the country would bring concern. Well, I think that separation is important. Um, Like you guys have been mentioning in the past, um, the separation between state and religion. Um, However, I think that a lot of the criticism towards um, Judge Amy Coney Barrett is because she's Catholic, which I think is not really a fair criticism solely based on the fact that she's Catholic, because you look at a lot of politicians, including Joe Biden, who is also a Catholic. So I, I, I see that there is concern with the gun um, views and also with abortion, but I think just saying, okay, uh, you don't have a right to say anything because you're a Catholic, that can become very dangerous. Well, I don't think it's... Yeah, I agree. JFK was Catholic, and there was also concern when he was nominated for presidency because I believe he was one of the first Catholics ever given that position. And it's really a difference on how stringently you follow the Bible versus the laws in place. I think it would be applicable to any religion. I think it's just a it's happenstance that it's Catholicism and I'm Um, speaking as a Catholic, but Megan, go ahead. So I just wanted to add that with this appointment, excuse me, Kavanaugh is now the swing justice when it comes to abortion, right? So Coney Barrett, Coney Barrett, excuse me, she will likely shape the court's jurisprudence for decades to come. But I mean, we already have a conservative majority in the Supreme court and um, Kavanaugh talked a lot about the same things that, um, you know, abortion, what conservatives basically stand for. But um, there's no reason to expect that this will all change if Barrett becomes the co- uh, the high court's sixth conservative member. Um, I don't, I don't see this changing really quickly. And just these decisions take a long, long time. And I really do agree with Catherine that it's important to separate the person from their religion. And we talked a lot about separating people from their politics. So why is it not the same for separating people from their religious affiliation? And that's a fair. Exactly. Yeah. Cause, because to be honest with you, like I, I'm a Catholic and, you know, I hold some, you know, opinions that are very Catholic in nature, but, um, you know, on the topic of abortion, it is a very, very controversial topic. Um, 
And so I think that's why, that's one of the reasons why this, this confirmation, potential confirmation is so concerning to so many people. Mm -hmm. How do you think the Senate's have been treating her confirmation hearing? The questions they've asked. I've only had the chance to see the highlights of Globachar, personally. I mean, this is not an easy process. This is not a, we're going to hold your hand through it and we're going to be kind to you. It would be the same for any, anyone. Any. They're going, I agree. Whether you're, yeah, whether you're a Democrat yeah. or you're a Republican, you know, which, whatever way you lean, um, the process will be the same. It's just very heated right now because of this, the political situation that we're in. I just feel like everyone in everywhere the questions that we ask are very um they're injected with a little bit of hate yes i agree they're using it as an opportunity to promote their own agenda agenda Mm -hmm. which these confirmation hearings are not supposed to be part of that it's not supposed to push an agenda Mm -hmm. it's supposed to you know show that someone is ethically responsible has the qualifications all of the above it's and the questioning, I mean, I've seen, I saw when um, Kamala Harris did some, some questioning mm-hmm. and that was interesting because, I mean, I, I thought, I thought um, Judge Amy Coney Barrett did a great job in being very neutral. Like she did not flinch. Like she is very well-spoken, I think, um, in terms of how she carries herself and very like on her feet in terms of answering questions. I, I mean, yeah, I do agree, too. And as a woman in, in law, you have to learn, you know, a lot of these skills because, unfortunately, a lot of us are underrepresented in law. So there is no question about her um, being an excellent jurist. And I think this is a case of right person, wrong timing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Usually I agree. don't use it in that context, but... um. Look, I don't like Kavanaugh as a human being, and I hate to bring up this example, but I do not like Brett Kavanaugh. But when you read his opinions and his his majority dissenting, whatever it may be, he is an excellent jurist at the end of the day. It's important to separate the person from the justice because they are not the same as they are when they sit in that seat because they are their job is to uphold the Constitution. That is true. It's difficult yeah. to do so, but it's true. If it's extended to politicians, it should be extended to everyone, except the fact that we have to extend it to justices. Like, the fact that we have to separate the person from the politics from the justice. That's a woozy right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk about more woozies. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just like some of the pointed questions too um, really just shows you how divided this country is. And I know that this would happen if it was the other way around as well. Um, if there was a Democrat in the place of uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett. That is true. But, you know, I, I just think that some of the questions, she handled it very well, but some of the questions were totally... They were valid to bring up, but also a little bit uncalled for mm-hmm. in the sense that they didn't really apply too much to the confirmation hearing. Um, but 
it just showed how divisive I think this country is at this moment. It's extremely divided and that's concerning, especially with an election coming up. And, <laughs> 18 days. Yeah, I mean, I'm afraid. And look, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, whether you're in the middle somewhere, these issues should matter to you because at the end of the day, these are our lives. And if we're going to just count on, I mean, come on, all these justices are not going to be alive forever. There's going to be new justices. If we're going to only count on these people and our politicians who oftentimes fail us to help us, then that's we can't we can't live like that my french professor told me something interesting the other day and i'll wrap up with this is in france the government is afraid of the people not the other way around oh that's a good quote because the government works for you not the other way around they are to serve us yeah exactly yeah and unfortunately that's that is something the u.s we project like basically I think the walls have come down in the sense that before people had total blinded trust in the government and now we're starting to see oh wait like some of these people are totally corrupt like they're not who they who we think they are yeah like they they follow the you know the big the big groups um they are human yeah they take money from these interest groups um and a lot of them do it so yeah. <laughs> and we are, we'd like to end on that note saying that we are merely all but human. So to those watching the confirmation hearings, let us know your thoughts. Reach out to us on Instagram at the college voter. Check us out on the website, www.